0: Welcome to New Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. For more information regarding New Hope, visit newhopecom.org. How many got like totally overwhelmed how powerful the name of Jesus is? The name of Jesus, the mighty awesome name of Jesus. Steve did an amazing job just facilitating that because they said, I almost couldn't even move. But I just want to uh, 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 throw in one thing. Every area of your life, let Jesus just invade it. Surrender it. Let him, you know, like molecules, let him overwhelm it. Let him flood it. The powerful, there's no other name like the name of Jesus. No other name. There's nothing he can't do. He'll never let you down. When you're walking through something and you think he let you down, when you get to the other side, you're going to realize he did not let you down. Oh, man. Oh, so good. I'm overwhelmed overwhelmed by many reasons, but there's fresh stuff. Let me get some stuff out of here. The reality of persevering and enduring, if you've been through seasons where you've had to persevere because things were tough, how many of you had to endure and persevere when things were tough? Amen. And then all of a sudden you see like this fruitfulness of abundance start to manifest and then come. Yes. And, and you might say, well, you know, we, we, are we, no, we're celebrating a $60,000 pavement project because God's been faithful to us. Yes. Yes. I don't know about you, but um, I don't like all the potholes out there. For me, it's embarrassing Anybody else get embarrassed? It's like going to that mall with all the potholes. And what do you think instantly? Who owns this place? Who does that to their customers? Right? It's a major upgrade. It's a major upgrade. The, the Connection Cafe. I mean, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like pow wow awesome. I mean, nothing against the tablecloths, but I've been washing them tablecloths for six years. I was in there the other day and said, so "This place starting to look like Denny's." old Denny's. Right? I mean, let's get the let, are we, if, if I have to come up here and pass the basket 10 times, we're getting new tables and chairs. Not maybe we'll get new tables and chairs. But I was, uh, Stephen wrote a song. Now, Stephen, I wanted to call you on this, but I didn't. I forgot. 2002, you wrote a song called "Let's Don't Stop Praising Him. What was the title of the song? We Will Not Stop, will not stop Praising You. We were going through he double pick sticks. <laughs> we were going through it. 2002, we were, we were going through it. We were going through the fire. We didn't know. We were, let me just tell you, we were going through it. And Stephen wrote a song, we will not stop praising you. Put the stake in the ground. We'll not stop praising you. We got a calling, we got a purpose, we got a destiny. We got things going on. We have things to do. We are kingdom people. We love Jesus. Yes. And you persevere and you endure and you persevere and you endure. And you stay the course. And you keep going at it. It's good stuff. It's called life. And you know, life is going to throw you some turns. There's going to be some t- times where you're going to feel like you're climbing uphill. Just keep persevering, keep pressing in, keep going after it. The gift of, of endurance is to come out the other end and go, "Oh God, you're so good." So let's open up with some scripture. We're on the one, one another series. I, I I I was lying in bed this morning at five o'clock. I always set my alarm for five thirty on Sunday when I'm sharing, uh, because I just like I call it my like my little grand finale. Get into my head, do the final touches. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, if you can't preach this message, you don't even deserve to be, like, paid. <laughs> like, 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 if you can't do this one, sleep sleep in. Sleep in today. <laughs> you, you're prepared, you're ready. Like, you can't speak on one another. Like, like, you know, give your resignation tomorrow. So it was that simple. Like, it said, relax. So you get to relax, enjoy the ride with me, all right? Amen. So one another. Oh, my goodness, one another. John 3, John, 13, 34. John thirteen thirty four. John 13, 34. Jesus is speaking, and he says, uh, profound. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so that you love one another. As I have loved you, so you must also love one another. To me, the greatest one another. 58, 59, however you look at the, the end, there's 58, 59 one another's in the Bible. A pretty important theme, would you not say? Yes, sir. Pretty important theme. Love one another. I give you this command. Do you know Jesus cares about how we treat each other? you know let's not you know it's like let's not fly over like this is this is it the essence he cares about how we treat each other how we look at each other how we value each other the things we say about each other he cares about it so much that is constantly instructing us he's concerned about it that we properly love and value one another John 15:12: "My command is this: and the new covenant and the new uh, beautiful covenant, there is the greatest command now is that you would love one another." He says, "My command is this: Love each other as I have loved you. Love each other as I have loved you. So I'm just going to take a few of these one another's and I'm just going to wash over you with them because they're just too good to pass by. We're going to be sharing communion next week. Will and I are going to wrap this thing up. We're going to share communion. We're actually going to minister one to another. But I just want us to soak through some of these. I wrote down like 10 of my favorites. Through love, serve one another. These are going to fit into a little bit later. So we're, we're, we're commanded to love One another. As he has loved us, and through love we're to serve one another. Ephesians four twelve is a funny one because it says we need to tolerate. Wayne, sometimes bro, you know what I mean. <laughs> tolerate one another in love. I'm there, honey. Oh, I can. Through love, serve one another. Through love, serve one another. Galatians 5, 13. Tolerate one another in love. Ephesians 4, 12. Highlighting Craig again. Be devoted. Be devoted to one another in love. How many of you know you can sense a group of people if they're devoted to one another? It's in the atmosphere. Romans 12, 10. Be at peace with one another. Be at peace with one another. This is a big one because think about it. That means in an environment what we call authentic community can't have walls up. You know, we actually have the courage to say, you know what, Josiah, you know, we got to work something out, bro. I don't like how you dished me the other day, and we don't let a wall build up, right? We're going to talk about it. We're going to get it resolved. We're not going to continue on with some facade. In a community, no, we're going to work it out. We're going to be devoted to one another. We're going to be at peace with one another. We're going to try to get things right with one another. Mark 9.50. Galatians 5.15 even says it better. Don't bite, devour, or consume one another. Don't bite, devour, and consume one another. Galatians 5.15, that speaks for itself. I've been in places and seasons and times when people were backbiting, stabbing, you know, ugly place to be. How many of you experienced that even in your work environment sometime? You know, but the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Don't bite and devour and consume and consume one another. That's a reality because the truth is in the body of Christ we see much, too much of that. Ephesians 4:32, be kind Tenderhearted and forgiving to one another. I read. I mean, this, I write these down. I, I don't. I don't print them out. I write them down because they come right into my spirit. Ephesians four thirty two. Be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving to one another. Live that way. We'll talked about this. Galatians six two. Bear one another's burdens. In a community, we're going to walk together. We're going to bear each other's burdens. How many of you know our dear pastor, Cheryl, lost her dad this week? And as a community, we surround her. As a community, you all lavished her with flowers. And we made calls and sent texts, and we were there. We supported her. We, we, uh, we, we bear one another's burdens. I'm trying to think of we bared her burden, Right? Guess what her biggest concern was going to New Jersey to bury her dad? She's got two dogs. You know, I'd put them to sleep. I'm, I'm like Rodney Dangerfield when it comes to dogs. <laughs> Cheryl, Pastor Cheryl, tears in her eyes. I just got one concern. we take care of my dogs. Two of them. Really, Carol. I'll be gone four days. I need 20 shifts. We got people going over her house at ten, between ten and eleven at night to tuck the dogs in. Little little tiny walk, a little carrot stick. How you guys doing? Pastor Cheryl loves you. We're bearing her burden. You guys okay? Good. Let's go back in the cage. See you tomorrow morning. It's amazing what people need. They need support. We're we're encouraged. First, uh, Thessal, First Timothy 5.11, one of my favorite. I feel like this is one of my strengths. Encourage and build one another. Encourage and build one another up, man. Encourage and build each other up. James 5.16, pray for one another. Pray for one another. Hebrews 10.24, stimulate one another to love and good works. Stimulate each other. Stir each other up. Don't get stagnant. Don't get dead right, to love and good works. We are the body of Christ, and we have a lot of work to do to, make, to, to, to live out these one another's. So I want to share our story with you. I tried to put a year on it, but I, I just know, let me say it like this. We, go, we all go through seasons in life. We all go through seasons individually, as a family, corporately. I'm highlighting that 2002-2004 season, very rough time here at New Hope. If, if you want to um, know more about it, call Steve. Oh, no, um, <laughs> Two-hour meeting, give you highlights, worst. Uh, it, what's that great novel, right? It was, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Tale, tale of Two Cities. I got to tell you something, side note, don't funny throw, side note. How many of you get caught watching Jeopardy every now and then? Anybody? Flip it on and you catch it. After like the 30th question you don't know, you usually click it off right to something else like a sports show. So I'm watching Jeopardy. What do they call it? The main question comes on. It's in Spanish or some other language. Final Jeopardy question. And he reads the question in a different language. And I knew it was the best of times and the worst of times. I didn't know the name of the novel, though. (laughs) So one person got it, two people. uh, No, one person didn't get it, and the champion won it. But I said, I knew knew that part of it. I was very proud of myself. (laughs) Jeopardy, okay. So the best of times, the worst of times, we're going through a season as a church family, very difficult time, and we experience this time together. The one and others were in action. We were walking through this season together. And sometimes in the toughest times, the question the Lord asks you, so this will be I want you to apply this to your own life. Sometimes when you're going through a tough time, here's the question The Lord will say to you, What are you learning? We think He always wants to give us the answer, He wants to quick out, you know, like get it over, get it done with. No, he's like, I love process. You know, there's I've been around a long time. He loves process. What are you learning through this time? Um, During this time, I was serving uh, as a young full-time pastor, left my full-time vocational job. Carl and Susie were the senior leaders here. We had a pretty strong team that was being developed with Steve and some others. But it was a tough time. And through this, when the Lord says, what are you learning through this really tough time, what ends up happening is you end up focusing on what's really important. What is the priority of your life? What's the priority of your heart? What's the priority of this local church? Why is this a, a gathering, an assembly of people who declare Jesus as Lord? And you say, what, what am I learning? What's the priority? What is going to be needed for growth and healing in this place? What is going to be needed for healing and growth? What is going to be needed to move fast forward what Steve calls now this beautiful, healthy Greenhouse. And here's how it displayed in front of me one day at a family picnic. Now, at this family picnic, it happened to be at Wally's house. Wally, I don't remember, but we used to be able to host the family picnic in your backyard. That means there weren't many left at that time, to be honest with you. We could host it at a family's house. It was a New Hope family picnic at Wally's house. The pool's going, the grills are fired up. Right, Wally? And then we, you know, what's the big thing? You say, bring a chair, bring a chair. Right? We bring a chair. So i will bring a chair. And how many of you know there's always that little circle that starts? Right? The little circle. Now, me being a a pastor's heart, seeing Papa's heart, I saw the little circle. It was a pretty tight little circle. You barely get through them little little arm slots, you know? (laughs) And I noticed it wasn't closed up, but I did notice it was hard to get in that little circle. So you remember, Wally? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Open up the circle of love. I called it the circle of love right there. I made a declaration. And I said, anytime anybody wants to walk into this circle of love, you know what's kind of cool about it? You know, you've got to be intentional in life. Everybody is sitting in their comfortable chair. they got their little water spout. they got enough elbow room. And they, they're comfortable with the circle of love. And all of a sudden, here comes Tom and Deb. And they might have just got here. they got their chairs. They're looking like this. I don't see anybody moving. Right? I mean, that's that's my job. Whoa, let's get up. Come on. Everybody, you got to get up. You got to start moving. You got to, like, get up off your seat. You got to pick up your chair. You got to evaluate the landscape. And you got to set your chair now because Tom and Deb are here. And, And I still like a nice circle. We don't want an ugly circle. And so, boom, circle would get done. We'd be enjoying life fellowshipping, good time. Oh, here comes Linda. Linda's got her chair. This happened over and over and over again. Before you know it, you know, the whole backyard is just one giant big circle. In an authentic community, the circle of love is always being enlarged. And it will require you to get up and take some action every now and then and make some room for other people. It doesn't naturally just happen. It has to be intentional. Somebody pay attention. If I'm not there, notice it. We don't want, and I'm, I'm, I'm being, I, I love, I, this is why I get crazy. About it. Like, <laughs> right, like, like, the, like the lion in the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> We do not foster. We do not believe. We don't want little groups that are tight. I guess we're not freaking high school. It's not the jocks and the freaks and the heads or whatever. We We were jocks and freaks. But guess what's so cool? I was an athlete and I smoked pot. Okay? I saw myself as a bridge between the jocks and the freaks. That was my job. Tear down the walls. Let's build unity here. You can be a really good athlete and a pothead in high school, then grow up and get saved. But the truth is, right? We don't want high school. This isn't a closed group. It shouldn't be hard to get in. How many people are walking through them doors if they're going to sense it in a minute? This group of people doesn't have an open heart. So Bethany always does the messages. Bethany, the title of my message is Open Hearts, Open Homes. That's authentic community. I'll never forget that through the toughest time in my personal life here at the church, what was the priority was keep open hearts and open our homes and make it a priority to enlarge the circle of love. And don't get ingrown, and don't get clicky, and don't get, don't, don't get like this, but open our heart. Amen. And that's what we established, and that's what we practiced. I've heard Steve say it like this, we build people, and we build community. We build people, and we build community. We love one another, we open our hearts, we open up our homes. The circle of love is never closed, it's open. It requires you to get up, take action, move, enlarge the circle, make room for other people. You can get settled, and we're gonna, you're going to get stirred up, and you're going to be moving. So I couldn't resist this opportunity to share one of my favorite movie clips. We're gonna dim the lights. It's only thirty seconds, but you will—you'll—you'll—you'll you'll, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it good. So dim the lights. One of my favorite movie clips. Colonel. Lieutenant Kendrick ordered the code red, didn't he? because that's what you told Lieutenant Kendrick up. to do. Object. And when it went bad, you cut content. these guys loose, Your Honor. You Answer had markers inside the boney transfer. Your Honor, you doctored the logbook. Damn it, doctor. Consider yourself in contempt. You. Colonel Jessup. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled You to. want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> ah. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Come on, who doesn't love that scene? You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Remember, Will was up here that day. He goes, I don't know if I should say it. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I don't. I've been wrestling with a few of them. Last night, I had a dream. I never, hardly ever remember my dreams. I did something very inappropriate from right here. So, in my dream, the Lord said, Be careful right now. That's what He said to me. Be careful. So, I wrote it all down so I would not make a (laughs) blunder. You want the truth, you can't handle the truth. How many times have you guys felt like saying that to your boss, right? <laughs> you know? You, you want the truth? Yeah, I'll give you the truth. Kind of like, you know, that Geico commercial with Honest Abe? You know? Honey, do I look fat in this dress? Honey, do I look fat in this dress? What kind of question is that? What kind of question is that? Oh, yeah, honey, you look a little fat in that dress. No, no, is any man ever saying that to his wife? You want the truth? You can't handle the truth, honey. You look, you look horrible in that dress. You're bulging from side to side in that dress. And she starts to weep and cry. The evening is ruined. You never made the dinner party, right? You want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Honey, I look fat in this dress. No, baby, it looks Perfect. 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 Life in the kingdom of God, the fullness of the life that we're all experiencing in the kingdom of God was never meant to be lived out in a two-hour celebration service on Sunday. Come on. You want the truth? You want the truth? If you come to church on Sundays only, limited that cup, that's it. That's why I got to be careful, Stevie. Church life will eventually feel dead and unrewarding if you only come on Sundays. I don't care how good the worship is. I don't care how anointed this message is, dripping, life-changing. <laughs> I don't care how good the hospitality team was, how good the donuts were, we're going to have a lunch after, how beautiful, inspiring that might be. You cannot... The fullness of kingdom life is not, if this is it, two hours, dead. You want the truth? You can handle the truth. I'm going to change it. I like better call Saul. You can handle the truth. Church life will eventually feel dead and unrewarding if you only come on Sundays. We were created for connection, to feel valued. Every single person here wants to be known and wants to know others. Every single one of you. Whether you make $200,000 a year or $28,000 a year. Whether you're young or whether you're old. Whether you got whatever's going on in your life. Every one of you wants to be valued and appreciated. Every single one of you. So as a church family we make it a priority to open our hearts and we open our homes and we enlarge our circle of love and there's a big, Wayne had a picture of the hospitality. In the spirit right now, there's a big neon light over this church saying welcome, welcome, welcome. Safe place for people to come and get to know each other. Not on two hours, on a Sunday. So Howard, if you don't mind, put that last little slide up I have. This is... uh, This is a powerful demonstration. 1 Peter 2, 5, right? We are like living stones being built into a spiritual house. The idea that we're living stones, we worked on some of the graphics here, these stones represent our lives. We're living stones. And God gives us a beautiful picture, even in 1 Corinthians 12, if you want to read it later. I I don't have the time to read it all. But if you're not familiar with the passage of 1 Corinthians 12, 12-27, through 27, it's that amazing passage It says we're one body. We're one body with many parts. And how can the hand say to the ear or the eye, I don't need you, I want to be a hand. Key thoughts through this passage is that verse 18 says that God has placed each part in the body just as he wanted it to be. We are a body. We're a family. We we function. We have different gifts and different passions. And we, we have different likes and dislikes. We're different people, but we're living stones. And a neat picture I want to leave you is my wife Wanda and I in the early like late 80s, early 90s, we came that's when we, we came to the church in 1986 or 87, about 30 years. And How many of you know if you're having, like, your fourth kid, you're kind of going to gravitate toward families with kids? If you're a worship person, you probably want to be part of the worship team. If you love children, you might want to be part of the children's ministry. If you like small groups, life groups, you're probably going to gather toward connecting with that group of people as living stones. So you know there's a reality in a church family that there are communities within the community. There are communities. These aren't the foot. We're not in high school. It's a, it's a normal life thing. So just as an example, if this is Ralph and Wanda's family right here, if I had a little pointer, and you know, we got to know the Merwins really well or the Dupreys, or we spent time with Bob and Kathy Dean. We literally only had so much time or energy. Now, this was a neat example as I was praying to this. I love Dan and Cheryl Hayescamp. I love them. I've known them for 25-plus years. We've worked together, served together, loved together. Never once has Cheryl or Dan ever had Ralph and Wanda over for dinner. Never once has Ralph and Wanda ever had Dan and Cheryl Hayescamp over for dinner. That's not on my list like, oh, condemnation, I feel guilty about that. I personally now have to have every single person at my house over for dinner. Or they won't feel valued and loved and appreciated, because that's my responsibility. Crazy, right? No, you're all living stones. I just want to tell you. You want the truth? You want the truth? Bob, can you handle the truth? I'm gonna find the page. Hold on. Here's what I love. See, I got. I, I was very disciplined today. Don't get crazy. The love and care, the love and care, the relationship building, the friendships that flow outside of these four walls all week, will really determine whether or not this is an authentic community that loves one another. OK? Did you grab? That? That's the truth. This place could be hopping, bopping, rocking and rolling on Sunday for two hours. And outside of these four walls during the week, it's kind of like zombie land. We are not the we are not the ecclesia, we're not the gathering, we're not the body of Christ, we're not healthy. There are more, there is more activity. I get to see a lot of the activity because I have a different vantage point. Man, this group's going, they're meeting, they're praying for one another during the Holy Spirit nights, they're loving each other. This is going on, that's going on. There's a lot of life happening in the body of Christ. In this fellowship, in this family. That's what's so beautiful. So we're part of the body of Christ. Each person has a part. Each person has a value. Joy talked about this a little bit, and only joy can make you cry and challenge you. You know, you want the truth. You know, can you handle the truth? Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Get up. Go over to somebody and say, hey, I've got an open heart toward you. I'd like to go out to lunch. Take a risk. Right? It's like, you know, whoa, whoa, come on. Take a risk. But, but like, honestly, now, And this is where, you know, this is what's... I got a little boy in a gym class. 20 kids were all out there having fun. Yeah, I may mean, get a cramp, you know. Has anyone ever taught you the word suck it up? <laughs> like, anybody ever? Like... Get with the program. You know, like anybody ever say that to you? A man, a coach, somebody, come on, kid, get up. Right? I just say that only because, you know, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. You are proactively involved in community. Programs do not produce authentic community. Programs do not produce it. If it's in the air, if it's in the atmosphere, if it's in our culture, if it's something... Now here's what I love, because I believe this with all my heart. I think it should be modeled by leadership. I think good, healthy, quality leadership models everything in an organization. The leaders should be... Um, and I'm going to give a little kudos to a few... We have a few people have said to me personally, encouraged me, and said, you know, I've been to a lot of churches, but I've kind of been coming here. And I actually think you guys, the leadership team here, I think you actually love each other. And I'm like, right on, man, we do. We do life together. We actually enjoy each other. Yes. We do cookouts and we hang out and party. We love camping. We love partying. We, we love life together. Amen. What's the purpose of it if you're not loving life together? So as living stones, we're connecting. We're taking risks. We're showing up. We're being real with one another. We're being vulnerable, transparent. We talked about that. One of the neatest areas of a practical application is because I can tell you that from our hearts is we want everybody to fit in. Steve's going to be leading the meeting today. And one of the heartbeats, one of the things we talk about all the time is the golden people and people are coming, new people are here. What's in their heart how can, we, like, you know, like, how can we breathe on their heart to ignite them and their passion that they can be part of a family and have a purpose and be called and, and there's things in them that they want to do. That's part of our job. To, to stir. To, to, but one of the things that happens if, if we have, I want to highlight, we have life groups here. We have life groups in every life group. I'm speaking for Dan and Cheryl. They oversee, they help me, they lead. They're open. Every life group is open. If we have too many people we got to raise up other leaders. We'll make it work, right? Right. But there's no closed life groups. Ministries in the church, one of the greatest ways that you can grow and connect with somebody is by serving. How many of you have experienced that? By serving, now I'm getting connected to a group of people, a community within the community. And now all of a sudden I'm serving, I'm on the hospitality team, whatever I'm doing. And now I get a personal connection. Hi, oh, your name is Perry. I've never met you before, and now we went to the tune-up meeting, and and you know we're, b- we're both on the same Sunday, and we're connecting. So that's how it starts. Then all of a sudden, hey, Perry, you know, like a, you like bowling, I go to a Red Wings game, whatever. Uh, John, you might have come over for dinner, whatever. All of a sudden, now you're connecting. By serving is a runway or a, right for family connections. So serve, get involved, participate. That's your responsibility. The one another's talking about this area of there's a community within the community. It it often is focused around an area of passion or an area of service. It creates family and friendships. Matt, I hope I don't put you on the spot. I got to know Matt and Michelle. I'm going to be marrying them in August. Beautiful young couple. But Matt said to me, I want to give back Ralph. I want to get involved. And he actually said Right? Matt, Now I'm holding you to it because you said it. He said the next project comes up. He, 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 he's one of them. He's one of them repair guys. Right? He knows what he's doing with a what do you call it with the work belt on the hammer. Right? I put a, when we have a hole at our house, I find a nice picture with a nail and I put it up. <laughs> so that's what I do. Matt would say, "Let's tear down the drywall. Let's fix it." Right? I put a picture up. Matt, Matt's gonna be able to get involved with this project. And all of a sudden, him and Michelle will go from outside the circle of love because because they're trying to fit and get connected into the family. And they'll serve, and they'll be part of things. Before you know it, they'll develop some friendships and relationships. Very practical. That's how it works. That's how it works. Some downloads. I already said it, but programs in churches don't produce authentic community. You want the truth? You want the truth? Believers with open hearts and open homes sharing life together create authentic community. Authentic community is a soil, the breeding ground where all the one another's take place. So we want to experience this abundant life. We want to experience Jesus in our midst. This Sunday morning is called a celebration service for a reason. We get to gather on Sunday, and I don't know about you, but I've been gathering for over 37 years. I love coming to church on Sundays. I never miss it. I love it. I love. I love it. I love it. Uh, like Mr. Wayne Cavu, there was a time where I worked three jobs. I bounced, I was a bouncer at Perkins. I was a bouncer at Perkins. (laughs) And if you think Perkins is not a crazy place at 2 a.m. after the bars close and people are in there getting rowdy, ordering eggs and scrambled eggs, and looking at each other's girlfriends in the waiting area and brawling and grease police, gang fights, pretty fun time in my life. (laughs) Get home at 4, work, get home at 4, sleep for an hour or two little five bambinos let's get up baby we're going to church going to church couldn't got to be in God's presence got to be with God's people got to be with the got to be with the, the uh, ecclesia right the the gathering the, the saints of God the assembly of the believers got to be in his presence got to make a friend got to tell somebody i love him got to do something right sammy you've been sam how you've been coming to church a long time we got this should be a love fest This is a love fest. Okay, right now, somebody take a picture of me. Do it on Instagram. (laughs) Pastor Ralph. This should be a love fest. (laughs) Deb, I love you, Deb. Right? Sunday celebration should be a love fest. We're getting together. We're gathering. And then we're talking. We're buzzing all week. Hey, what's going on? What are you doing? Come on over. What's going on? If you feel isolated, you feel alone, you feel like you're not fitting in, you feel disconnected, call me. I do have a heart for people. I want to see you connected. I can help you. I'll coach you. But sitting alone, isolated, feeling sorry for yourself, not willing to take a risk or be getting the game, you know, we're going to talk about that because you want the truth. We'll see if you can handle the truth. i got to say that a few times today because it's probably the only time I ever use that clip. So listen, let's close with this. Jesus has made every provision for an abundant life. We do not wait to get to heaven to experience the fullness of kingdom life. It is now manifesting on earth. We as a healthy church family get to demonstrate to the world and to one another what it looks like to truly have an open heart toward each other, an open homes. And an open circle of love that is constantly being shifted and moving because we want to enlarge it. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name above all names, Lord, I pray for each person that's here and wherever you are at you would just be able to say, Holy Spirit, I want to grow. I want to make sure I do a little inventory that my heart is open toward others, that I haven't had my heart get hard or isolated, but that my heart is open, and I want to be able to open my home. I want to be able to invite people back into my life. I want to be able to have this fellowship, this camaraderie, this where the one another's take place. I want to be able to have my gifts uh, be useful and purposeful and bring hope and love to others. Lord, we pray in your precious name, Jesus, that New Hope Community Church would be known. There's so many buzzwords out there. This authentic community is who we are and what we do. It's how we live. It's what we do. It's part of our life. We've been doing it for years. It's no perfect place. We're going to make, but we're going to keep going at this thing. So Father, by the power of your spirit, open our hearts, and I declare, say, to each and every one of us that what is going to be required in days ahead is that you're going to have to enlarge your circle of friends. You have to be open for new people because there's new people that want to come in and sup and have coffee and enjoy your friendship and be part of the family here. So Lord, let us live this out, let us walk this out. We just want to bless you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining Weeks message.